small business owners have a big journey ahead. We're here to make that road a little easier with effective tips on everything from sales and marketing to succession. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello, and welcome to the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO of LCO Law and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. And with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Willette Grice, the owner of LCO Law and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about marketing. Now, marketing is a huge subject that we could talk, you know, probably a whole season about. But everything that we're going to talk about today is where the rest of your marketing is going to stem from. Now, there's a common saying that if you market to everyone, you're marketing to no one. And that's why you need to identify your ideal client avatar. Natalia, can you explain a little bit about what the ideal client avatar is? Sure. So the ideal client avatar is a person, an individual. And it doesn't matter whether you are you know, business to business or business to consumer. It is still an individual human being that you've identified is the, the right person to work with your business. It's somebody that you've always enjoyed working with. It's somebody that can afford your products and services. And it's somebody that there are enough of in your market that it's going to be profitable long-term for your business. Okay, that, that's great information. Uh, now, how do you even start to create an ideal client avatar? Yeah, so this is where a, a lot of us business owners kind of fail ourselves in our business. We, we start to dig a little bit. We, we don't dig deep enough, right? We stop at the demographics. We go, okay, you know, our ideal clients between the age of 30 and 75, and, you know, maybe they have this level of education. Maybe they're a particular gender. Maybe they work in this kind of an industry or they're married or not married, but that really isn't sufficient to create an ideal client profile. When we're doing an ideal client profile, we really need to be thinking about one person. That means we're picking not an age range, for example, but we're literally sticking to one aspect. So when you go about creating an ideal client, you need to be asking yourself questions beyond that gender and education and age and industry. And start asking yourself things like, you know, who are they employed by if they're employed? Where do they live? Are they suburban? Are they rural? Do they live in a city? Um, what do they drive? What's their favorite TV show? You know, what's the, likely the most expensive thing that they've ever purchased? And how long ago did they do that? Um, you need to describe what they see in their daily surroundings, right? Like when they have interactions, what do people say to them? What do they say to people? What inspires them? What do they really barely tolerate? Uh, what do they hear from their friends, from their parents, from their children? And then most importantly, what do they say to themselves in private moments? That's how uh, deep you really have to dig to create an ideal client avatar. Yeah, that's pretty wild how in-depth you take the idea of the ideal client. But it kind of makes sense. If you want to appeal to somebody, you have to be able to speak their language you need to know where to talk to them, and you need to know what they want. But I find it hard myself personally to put myself in the ideal client's shoes. I don't know what somebody's thinking. <laughs> um, is there another way that you can go about figuring out these different aspects of your ideal client? So uh, for, for many business owners, there's this something that pulls us to the particular business or industry that we decide to work in, right? <clears throat> we find ourselves being attracted to what we think is familiar. And so often there are things about us 
and the way that we are that are parallel with the lives of our ideal client, right? So for example, there's um, in the world of attorneys, right? There's attorneys that are maybe in their 60s, 70s, and they love working with elderly clients. They can easily identify with them. They have a lot of things in common. They grew up around the same age. They understand understand the same references. And so start, start by asking yourself, you know, what do I identify with? What brought me into this business that you know, is, is really appealing and work from there in creating your ideal fi- client profile. You'll find that there's a lot more in common with this ideal client and yourself. And that's a good way to, to start developing richly, you know, how does this person think? What are they, what are they afraid of? What are their goals? You know, what do they tell their best friends? What do they say to that employer? If, you know, if they want to be entrepreneurs, for example, right? All these questions, start by asking your, yourself, what brought me into this industry? That's great. Um, one thing that I have found that has been beneficial is asking. You know, simply asking somebody who's worked with you, you know, especially if you've developed the kind of relationships that you want to develop in your business, you should be able to ask a client. You, it shouldn't be uncomfortable for you to ask a client, hey, where do you hang out? What kind of stuff do you read? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to radio stations? What do you watch on TV? You know, we have a, uh, a thing in our business where we do gas calls. And this is a really good, um, a good way to speak to these people about them without it being tied to a sale, without it being tied to anything about your business. You're just talking to them about them. And I have done these calls myself personally, and it's invaluable information that you can get from these people. You know, they talk about their kids. They talk about, you know, what's going on in their lives. And if you just ask, a lot of these people really open up. Um, Natalia, do you think that all business re- uh, businesses require a client avatar to market to? Uh, yes. Absolutely. And the reason why is because, you know, we have budgets in our business for different things. We have budgets for training. We have budgets for like obviously products and services that we create, but we also have budgets for marketing. And so we need to make sure that whatever money we're spending on marketing gets the highest and best return on investment. When we don't have ideal client avatars, we're kind of trying to market to everybody. And so the message gets incredibly diluted and it's very ineffective. That's when you start to see negative ROI, meaning you get back less than what you put in for your marketing. Um, so you've always, you always want to make sure that you've got that ideal client avatar really honed down because the messaging is going to come down to that. Um, yes. Any of you owning a business, please start there. <laughs> Can you give me any examples of uh, just famous products and, and who their ideal client avatar might be? Just to give kind of a, a representation of how maybe these business owners can try to hone in their ideal client. All right, so let's uh, let's see, for example, like Rolex watches, right? The way that the ads are presented, the language that's used, it's a very specific kind of a male executive client that they're targeting, right? They understand psychologically the kind of an impact and impressions that this individual male wants to leave upon their their uh, co-executives and people in that level of uh, luxury. And so everything that they write, everything that they present, the photographs, it's all tailored to that ideal client avatar. Great, great. So how does having the client avatar impact your marketing strategy? 
Well, when you have an ideal client avatar and you've really honed it down to, like I said, psychographics, demographics, what motivates them, what makes them upset, like all of that written down, you can then go to the who, the what, the when, the where, the how, and most importantly, why, because the why is the reason why people make purchasing decisions. And with, uh, with a client avatar, you're going to know who you're speaking to. That's key, right? What? really makes them light up, what makes their head turn, what catches their attention, when you should be speaking to them in the marketplace, where to go meet them at, right? If you know that your ideal client avatar is soccer moms, you're going to be putting your advertising all over these soccer fields. Um, how, right? How to speak with them. If they're of a specific culture or a specific age group, you're going to use specific like language that just resonates with them, right? And then the why, when you've done the, you know, deep down ideal client profile, you're going to know what's the reason that they're willing to take action to, to bring upon change in their life, right? Which is what your products or services do. They bring about change in your client's life by helping them get something that they want. And so that helps you identify the why. It's funny how you mentioned like the language based on age and stuff, because you and I, we're, we're talking about this the other night where we heard an advertisement and one of the, the characters in this advertisement was like, oh, it's a whole mood. And I didn't understand what she was saying. <laughs> I'm like, it's what, what's funny about that is that since we've been digging into the marketing and learning so much about it, you, you, you pick up on these little things. And so language is really important. And it meant to me that this, this advertisement wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so why can't you just market to everyone? Well, you can't market to everyone uh, in part, obviously, because of you have a budget, right? So you, if, as a small business, you have limited resources. So you can't just stick spaghetti or like throw spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks. That's going to be very, very expensive to bring in clients. You've got to market to just that one specific client because that one specific client knows other very similar people that fit that profile. We tend to surround ourselves with similarly minded individuals, right? So it's a, it's a very effective and efficient way of using your business resources and it's also, you know, when you think about the big advertising that you see uh, on TV, radio, things like that, you're, I mean, you can imagine like Coca-Cola. Unless you have a Coca-Cola level of budget, though, it's going to be a really inefficient way of getting new business. Awesome. So outside of the immediate marketing implications of having a client avatar, what are some other benefits to creating one? So I tend to think of it as like, once you have your ideal client avatar, your business gets so much easier to carry on. Okay. Uh, Cause you know, businesses start with you first, like what do you need to get out of your business? But then it's, what do you need to do to serve your client? When you have a very specific client and you know what resonates with them, you know, what motivates them, it makes your sales conversations that much easier. It makes the products and services that you have have that much more of an impact over that specific client. You also know how to improve it so that they keep coming back to you and how to package it in a way that's attractive to that ideal client avatar. It makes systems so much more efficient and effective because instead of you know your team having to 
relearn everything for completely different kinds of clients, it's always a structure. It's always a process that just, again, it, it, you know, it's music to your client's ears because they're the ones that your business serves. And then it's also going to impact the team that you hire. Okay. So if you are, for example, somebody that is offering luxury services, right? Your ideal client avatar being somebody who is, um, you know, a member of the, the very highest class, right? The ultra rich, for example, they're going to have certain expectations. That's also going to direct like who you hire in your team. They need to have a certain level and skill appearance and demeanor that's going to speak to your ideal client. And then it's also going to impact where you're located, right? The office that you select is going to either resonate or not resonate with the person that you want to do business with. So it helps you in every area of your business. That's great. Um, one thing that we had been talking about, you and I, is that if you're marketing to the wrong people, you may get lucky and make a sale. Mm-hmm. but it's one of those situations where you may not be solving the exact problem that they have. And so their um, perception of your business could be negative because you didn't necessarily solve the problem that they had, you know, so because you weren't speaking directly to them. Correct. And this is something that sometimes is is difficult for, for small business owners because you think, I've got to take in any business that walks through my door. But when you do that, you are actually taking away from ha- having the time to serve the people that are best connected to your ideal client profile. So by saying, you know what, I can't help you with this. Like, for example, you know, we, we handle estate planning, but we don't handle estate planning for elder clients. It's just not somebody that we serve. If I would take in all of the elder client people that reach out to us, I'd be doing a disservice to my business clients because that's who our ideal client avatar is, right? And so you've, you've got to become aware of how it impacts your resources and your time is your most valuable resource. Absolutely, because that's going to affect the quality of the product mm-hmm. because if you don't have the time, you're going to miss things. Yes, yes. You know? Especially with... Uh, you know, people that don't fit or aren't near your avatar, right? You're going to have to learn so much more. Your team's going to have to learn so much more to just come to, to satisfaction level with these, uh, these customers that, that don't match up with your profile or, or are substantially distanced from your profile, right? And again, right, when you're a small business owner, you want to make sure that you're really efficient with your resources, your team, your time, your knowledge, and all of that is exponentially leveraged when you just focus on one ideal client avatar. Great. That, that's great information, for, especially for people who are just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily know. You're like, anybody who will buy my product is great. <laughs> but that's not necessarily the case. Because if you're selling to people who don't need it, you're going to be issuing a lot more refunds. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot more complaints that you have to deal with. And it could really impact your reputation like we were talking about in the last episode. Um, your reputation is key in bringing in more people. But if, you're, if your reputation is damaged by you picking the wrong clients to work with you, you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice. Right. Exactly. And 
if you have an ideal client avatar, somebody that you know you work with again and again and again, you quickly become an expert in your industry, which commands higher prices. So what do you think client or business owners rather should do when they have somebody who is seemingly excited about the offer that they have, you know, the services or the product, but they don't fit that ideal client avatar? Well, having an ideal client avatar is is done, you know, primarily for the purpose of marketing and then every other part of your business just connecting with that. You're, you're, there are going to be people that are going to hear the message for the one client avatar and they're going to be attracted to it. Okay. It's just something about it is also going to resonate with them and bring them into your business. So again, it, it all comes down to that conversation where you're really identifying, you know, what it is that they want, what do they need? You know, what's been holding them back from, from taking action on, on buying that kind of product to help them or that service that they need. And if it's something that you can't handle, it is so much better to, to say, you know what, I can't help you, but I know somebody that that can. And so it's essential to develop those business relationships with parallel industries that are better tailored to that kind of a customer, because they're going to start learning that you focus and specialize on serving one specific client, you're bringing them clients, they're going to start referring the ones that are poor fits with them for you. Awesome. So uh, the last thing I'd like to say, today's final thought is going to be, you know, creating a client avatar will assist you in the content you create, where you spend your marketing dollars, how you speak to them in your sales calls or meetings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knowing your ideal client inside and out is the most effective way to boost your marketing return and your sales revenue. So what we have for you is on our website, you can go to www.lcolaw.com fl as in florida.com for slash client avatar and we're going to give you the opportunity to download a worksheet that will help you in creating your ideal client avatar thank you so much for listening and if you like what you heard please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite application and tune in every thursday where we'll bring you more tips on how you can improve your small business you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Legacy Academy FL.